Hey, what is going on, guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here. It's running the two-game NBA main state on Thursday. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports. Daily fantasy sports slates. Uh, before I get into analysis, I do want to say thank you guys again for all the support. Uh, seriously, on the YouTube channel, live streams on Twitter, I really, really do appreciate each and every one of you. Currently, right now, 4.62 thousand subscribers. The easiest way to support me is... Since all the content is free, is leave a like button on the video, hit the, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell, and spread the word. If you have friends that play DFS and you like the content, you're making money, spread the word. Would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Um, also, if you cannot watch the videos, uh, YouTube videos, I uh, do upload on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description below, which is the DK DFS show. With that out of the way, let's jump into the video. So before we get into players and prices for this two-game slate, let's take a look back my lineup here for Wednesday slate. So... This is my final lineup. I want Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, Middleton, Crowder, Bam, uh, Chris Paul, Gordon, and Noel. So I was pretty high in the Miami guys. I mentioned that I had four in my lineup. Um, Dragic was the thumbnail to my video. Still, people are avoiding him, um, even at 6'9", but he was one of my favorite plays. One for 40 fancy points. I mentioned I was going to Hero because I knew he'd be low-owned. He was really solid, 5.3K, uh, 30 fancy points. I'll take that all day. I told you guys I was going balanced. I was not playing Giannis. I was not playing Harden. I played Middleton more than fine at uh, 8-1. Crowder was my favorite value play, and, and in my core, he went for 32.5. My core was Drogic, Crowder, CP3, and unfortunately, Bam. Um, he only played, I think it was 33 minutes. He did fall out the last minute, but still, he wasn't on pace. He like, was on pace for like four or five less minutes in the last game, which hurt a little bit. Um so, do I regret playing Bam in a bio? No. I was playing the, the balance approach all the way. So, it was just like a re a super, super balanced attack for Miami. Like, everyone stepped up. Kelly off the bench. Hero played well. Um, so, Bam and Jimmy kind of weren't great. But I just I did not trust the value on the slate. So, that's why I went there. No regrets there on Bam. Uh, it allowed me, uh, again, I wanted to play Chris Paul. Um, he's starting off decent. Eric Gordon as well. Um, and then Noel, I'm not excited about the play, but I needed someone super, super cheap. So hopefully it gets me like 10 to 12 fancy points. That's all I really need. Um, am I tilting about the early three steals and one block for Robert Covington chalk? Yes. He's probably going to end up with like eight steals and eight blocks. Um, he continues to, I mean, he's a good defender, right? But come on with all the, like he had five steals and three blocks last game as chalk. And now he's already had three steals and a block in the first quarter. Um, but yeah, that's a look back. So in the cash right now, we'll see if it holds, uh, hopefully CP3 Gordon and, and Noel, hopefully he doesn't kill me. Um, but all right, let's, uh, let's talk about this two game slate. So Raptors Celtics, uh, Boston up 2-0. So this is basically do or die time now for Toronto. It's a 2-15 over under Raptors are one point favorites. And we get game one of Nuggets Clippers. It's a 223 over under Clippers are eight and a half point favorites. So I think we have to, you know, slightly consider that, uh, you know, the blowout chance in that late game. Denver, um, uh, in my opinion, are, are outmatched by the Clippers uh, talent-wise, but that doesn't mean they're going to get blown out. I just think we have to, you have to weigh that, it has to be in the back of your mind that there's like an outside chance that it can happen. So let's start with center today. And Nikola Jokic is at 9-5. Well, what you're going to get on Nikola Jokic is about 40 minutes a game and a really high floor. Like, he probably has a floor of, like, 40 fancy points as long as the game doesn't blow out. Ceiling, I would say 55 to 60. 
Um, he's a do-it-all guy. I like playing. He had a really, really good game seven there when 158 points were scored. Total. 80 to 78. That was literally the worst game I've ever watched. Uh, but Jokic was the one standout in that game. I think that will raise his ownership. Now, Jamal Murray, who's a lot more popular, the ownership's going to drop after you lot a lot of people down. So are you willing to go to Jamal Murray? The range of outcomes of Jamal Murray are so high. The floor of about 20, ceiling about 80. Jokic is more of the safer option if you're going for a Denver stud. I think he's got a floor of about 40 if the game doesn't blow out with a ceiling of like 55 to 60. So if, you, if you're playing a Denver guy and you're going for more of the, you just want the safe safety, I think it's Jokic. He still has upside too. Like don't get me wrong, Jokic still has 55 to 60 fans for an upside. Ibaka's at 6-1. I think he's I think he's playable. He played a few extra minutes with Gasol fouled out. He'll play twenty to twenty five minutes. He's just been an amazing point per minute guy. I mean, we have to take into consideration what he's doing, and he's putting up good games too against a tougher Boston team. Like, I think he's playable. He has just really, really been playing well off the bench. Um, he's still, slight, in my opinion, slightly overpriced, but I don't think he 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 kills you. Um, am I going to get to Ibaka? I don't know right now. Uh, but I think he, he's at least playable. Last few slates, I've actually ruled him out, but he's been good against Boston. So uh, I wouldn't rule out Ibaka there at 6-1. I don't think my favorite play for his price, but definitely in play and has upside, right? Because he's a really, really good point per minute guy right now. Daniel Tice at 5-3. I think uh, he's a pretty good play in the mid-range here. He'll play 25 to 30 minutes. Not a super high usage guy, but I think he probably gets somewhere between 20 to 30 fancy points. And at this slate, I think it looks pretty decent for his price. So, yeah, I kind of like Daniel Tice. I think the ownership will be up. He's been good last couple games, but I think he's certainly in play here. Zubak is a guy that I like for GPPs. What are his minutes going to be like? They've been all over the place. I know some games are blowouts, but he could play anywhere from, like, 18 to 30 minutes. Now, we know Denver runs big, so does he play 30 plus minutes? He could. I, I don't know what Doc Rivers is going to do. We also have Pat Beverly coming back, which kind of takes a hit to sham at Reggie Jackson. So the Clippers are kind of a headache to try to figure out the value. And Zubak's minutes have been all over the place. I think he's playable. And if he hits the higher end of his minutes range, if he, if he gets close to 30, I think he can definitely get you there at 4-8. Uh, but there's no guarantee of those minutes. And Montrez is a guy I'm going to fade. Um, unless something happens to Zubak, he gets in foul trouble. I think he only plays 15-ish, 15 to 20 minutes. Just not enough for me right now. And he's just not... That one blow-up game he had was in complete garbage time. Like, that was against, like, the backups for Dallas. So, uh, I'm just not getting to Montrez. He's been popular, too. People have continued to play Montrez. I will continue to fade. Marcus also 4-2. For a slate that doesn't have a lot of standout value, I think he's a guy that looks okay. Well, we're going to get probably close to 25 minutes, and he fouled out at the end of the game there. Not a guy that's going to break the slate, but at 4-2, I don't think he's going to absolutely kill you either. So I, I kind of like Gasol here as a value option. Robert Williams, I mentioned him as my favorite value play last slate. 18 minutes, 17 fancy points. He's at a really good point per minute guy, and right now he's playing 15 to 20 minutes. So at 3.6K, he is for sure in play. Now I think Gasol might be slightly safer as a value option because he'll play more minutes. But don't rule out Robert Williams. And you can play both. I played both Gasol and Robert Williams last slate. I think that's viable. But then you can't get a guy like Jokic. So it's all about, you know, how are you going to work with your roster construction? 
Uh, but I like both those cheap centers. I think they're they're two of the better value plays, in my opinion. Cantor is not in the rotation. Don't play him. Plumlee won't play enough minutes for me to consider. And that's it. So let's talk about power. Oh, I guess last guy I will mention, Boucher was actually in the rotation. He played a little bit. How many minutes did he play? Nine minutes. He's min-price. It's a complete shot in the dark, but Boucher can get, like, 12 fancy points in 10 minutes. I'm not going to do it, but, like, Maybe if you're making 150 lineups, you could, like, take a shot on him in, like, one. Because he's, we've seen, he is an amazing point-per-minute guy. Power forward. Tatum's at 9-2. I, I think he's a safe play right now at his price. Um, the minutes will be there. Went for 55 last game. I, I just think he's slightly underpriced right now. So, as long, he's been in foul trouble, though, uh, in a few games that Philly series. That is a slight concern. Like, he has been, again, a couple games missed out in big minutes because of foul trouble in the back of my mind. But right now at his price, I think he he looks pretty solid. I think he will be a lot higher on the last slate because last slate he was only 20% owned. But, yeah, I I think Tatum looks good. Siakam, I was a little bit surprised. He played 43 minutes and was actually really good. Um, So the price went down $100. If he's going to play 43 minutes a game, then at under 8K, Siakam is 100% in play. I have interest in all three of the Toronto main guys, Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, and, and Lowry. And I think they come back strong in this game after losing the first two. I think Toronto wins this one. I like all three of the main Toronto guys. Um, Marcus Morris is another guy in the mid-range that I like. Um, he's going to play probably... 30 to 35 minutes. I don't think he's going to kill you. And he's been playing relatively well. Played well in that Dallas series. Um, so I, I think Morris is, like Morris and Tice in kind of the mid-range, those are probably the guys I would look to at this slate. MPJ, I mean, he played so well offensively in 17 minutes, but only played 17 minutes. He scored 27 fantasy points in 17 minutes. I just... Mike Malone does not like playing him. And if he's not playing well defensively, which he's not a good defender, Malone will pull him. So this is the definition of a GPP play. MPJ can play anywhere from 15 to 35 minutes. If he hits the higher end, if he gets close to 30, 35 minutes, he could have a really good day for his price. But are they going to keep him out there? I have no idea. So again, strictly a GPP play. But uh, he is a guy that probably has the most upside in this range if he get, everything goes well and he gets like 30 to 35 minutes. OG Anubis at 5-1. I think he's another guy that looks pretty good in the mid-range. We'll get 35-ish minutes. Uh, he had a good scoring day too. I mean, I think his range of outcomes are somewhere between 20 to 30-ish. He had 32, which I think is more of his high end. But yeah, on this slate, I think those OG, uh, Tice... Um, Marcus Morris, all in that mid-range, I, I think look pretty pretty safe, pretty good options. Jeremy Grant's a 4-9. He's viable. He had a terrible um, last game there. I mean, everyone did. He's still a guy that can go for 30-plus. He'll be a lot lower owned just because people will look at that last game. He's still in play uh, because the minutes will be there on him. So don't completely rule out Jeremy Grant. His ownership will be low. Millsap's a guy I'm going to avoid, though, at 4-3. Just the minutes are not there. There's... Not there, so I'm not playing Paul Millsap. Not playing Sammy Ojeley or Grant Williams or Jermichael Green. We don't have to do that. So let's talk about small forward. Kawhi Leonard's at 10-3. I think he's going to be popular. Uh, I, I think it's for a good reason. I mean, he has been amazing in the playoffs. He has really been their go-to guy. So consistent, 50-plus every single night. 
The the one thing you have to have in your back of mind is I think there is a slight chance this game could get out of hand. Slight. But um, if everything goes right and we get 40-ish minutes from Kawhi, I think he has a really, really high floor. So if you're going for that safety on the slate, I think Kawhi's your guy. Obviously, the upside is still there, too. So absolutely no issue there with Kawhi Leonard. I already talked about Tatum. Paul George is more the contrarian play. Uh, had another bad shooting day. Has, has had one good shooting game in 25 minutes, one for 42. Fancy points the other game so far in the playoffs. He has shot the ball terribly. It's just, yeah, he's not been shooting the, the ball well. If he does, he has upside to go for 50-plus if the game stays close easily. So it's a riskier play, right? Kawhi is the, the safer option for sure, but he's also 2K more expensive. So all about how you're, you're kind of attacking the slate. If you're going for the safety, go Kawhi. Uh, if you can't catch Kawhi and you want a GPP contrarian play, I think Paul George is your guy at 8 too. Jalen Brown's at 7-4. Um, he got some ownership the last slate because Ford was really, really thin. There was not a lot of good plays. Kind of got bailed out with three steals and two blocks. I just, I'm going to pass on Jalen Brown. Uh, he can still get you there, but I prefer Kemba Walker. Even though Kemba Walker shot absolutely terrible, I just think the floor is, is much higher on Kemba. And I think the ceiling right now is just higher on Kemba too. So, Brown's probably not a guy I'm going to get to. Mentioned Morris, uh, mentioned uh, MPJ and OG and Jeremy Grant. Powell's in a void for me at 4-6, only played 13 minutes the last game. He could come out, and if he shoots the ball really well, play 25-30, to 30, but uh, it's just you're not getting him at enough of a discount for me to, to even take that risk. Shamit has been playing huge minutes, but we have Pat Beverly back. So... I'm worried about Shamit's minutes. I have no idea what Doc Rivers is going to do with this rotation. If Beverly starts, I'm worried. I'm really worried about Shamit and Reggie Jackson. Again, I literally have no idea what their minutes will be like. So I guess they're still in play, but super, super risky. Like Shamit, I would not be surprised if you played like 10 minutes. I would not. So it's a really, really risky play. I don't know what Doc is going to do. Hopefully we get some sort of clarity. Uh, but we probably won't. I mean, maybe if Pat Bowers on a Mets rotation, you could feel slightly more confident, guys, in Shama and Reggie, but, um, yeah, it's a risky target for sure. Torrey Craig actually has been decent, played 34 minutes the last game. If he's going to play 34 minutes in this this game, then he's playable 3-6, but will he get those minutes? Well, it's up to Mike Malone. It's either going to go to Torrey Craig or it's going to go to MPJ. I don't know what he's going to do. So, Torrey Craig is another risk. If he plays, like, 20 minutes, he's not going to get you there. If he gets 35, then yes. So, it's kind of a headache there. I don't know what Mike Malone's going to do. Again, don't play Grant Williams. Uh, shooting guard, Jamal Murray, 9-3. He's going to go low out. He was chalk last slate. Let a lot of people down, including myself. Um, I told you guys, though, I was willing to take the risk. Just had a bad shooting day. He, he came back down to earth. Right? He was shooting the ball unbelievable. So, his ownership is going to drop significantly. And he is... 100% overpriced at 9-3. Does that make him out of play, though? No. I, I think he's still in play because for Denver, you know where the offense is coming from. It's Murray, it's Jokic. And if MPJ is going to be limited, they have no other scores. So you literally know it, it's Jokic-Murray if Denver keep it close. And Jokic is going to be a lot more popular than Jamal Murray. I, I, I mean, I kind of agree he's safer, but Murray's a guy that has more upside. So do not rule out Jamal Murray. My issue with him is he is so up and down, the range of outcomes, right? Tw about a floor of like 20 to 25 with upside of like 80. And it's a tougher spot here. Flippers are good defensively. So don't completely rule out Jamal Murray, but he is strictly a GPP play for me. 
Um, Fred Van Fleet and Kyle Lowry, I like once again. 43 minutes, did not shoot the ball well again. 8 of 22, still put up 40 fancy points. Back-to-back terrible shooting days for Van Fleet, 3 of 16 and 8 of 22, and it's put up 40 in both those games. I'm going right back to the well with these Toronto guards. I love Fred Van Fleet, really like Lowry. Um, yeah, it's a must-win game. I think they bounce back, they shoot better. I think Fred Van Fleet's upside is definitely 50-plus if he's shooting well. So really like the Toronto guards today, or I guess for tomorrow. Smart's at 6'3". Um, he, he turned it on. It was in that fourth quarter. He hit like two or three straight threes. It's just you're not getting him at a discount. I'm probably not going to do Marcus Smart. Lou Williams is a void for me, too. His, I mean, I just have no, I literally have no idea what Doc Rivers is going to do. He shot the ball terribly. only played 17 minutes. I think if he comes off the bench and shoots well, he can go for 30 minutes. But it is literally just Doc Rivers. You cannot, uh, you literally don't know what he's going to do. Kind of same with Mike Malone with some of their rotation players. Like Torrey Craig, MPJ, no idea what their Mets are going to be like. Same thing with Lou Williams. And then if Pat Beverly plays, Sham at Reggie, how much, how many Mets are left for them? Probably not a lot. So these secondary Clippers pieces are really risky. And even the center rotation, right? Zubak, 18 to 30 Mets, somewhere around there. We don't know. Um. So he is strictly, strictly a GPP play. I mean, you saw the upside. It's 50-plus, but he literally has to come off the bench, and he has to shoot well. If he does, then Doc could leave him in, and then he could maybe go for 30-plus minutes. But right now, I just don't think I want to take the shot. Again, not not playing Norm Powell. Gary Harris at 4-2. He'll play 25-ish minutes. He's a good defender, but uh, not cheap enough for me to consider him right now. Again, Craig, MPJ. Don't know what the Mets are going to be like. It's whatever Mike Malone feels, and it's just too hard to predict right now. Uh, don't play Davis. Don't play Mann. They're not going to uh, play enough uh, uh, minutes. So lastly, point guard. I, I think Kemba Walker looks really good. He shot the ball absolutely terrible. Started 1 of 12 from the game. Finished 6 of 18. That is horrendous. Still had you know not a terrible game for his price, 30 fancy points. Um. Yeah, I would just much prefer Kemba to Jalen Brown right now. I, I just think he's a safer option. I don't think he shoots 6 of 18 again. Um, obviously, if you can get to Tatum, go Tatum. He has the most upside for sure. So I would probably rank these guys Tatum, then Kemba, then Jalen Brown. Mentioned Fred Van Fleet. I mean, I like Lowry too. I, I like all three of the main Toronto guys. The minutes will be enormous on these guys. 40-plus from all three. Another bad shooting day from Lowry, 5 of 16. Still put up 41 fancy points. I am super, super high on the Toronto guards. I like all three. Or Yeah, I like, I mean, Lowry, Fred and Fleet, and Siakam. I like all of them. Yeah, I'm not going to get to Smart. I'm not going to Lou Williams. Monty Morris, another guy that could play 15, could play 30 minutes. F4-1, it's worth a shot in GPPs, but... Uh, a super uh, risky play, and then kind of the same thing here with these Clippers cards. Reggie and Shamet have been good value options, but now we have Pat Beverly back. So how many Mets are they going to play? Well, if Pat Beverly, I assume he's going to play because he's expected to play, I think he gets around 20 to 25 minutes. My best guess would would be probably 15 to 20 from Reggie and maybe like 15 to 20 from Shamet. That's just my best guess. Um, I don't know what Docker is going to do, but definitely makes them riskier. 
of the three, if Pat Beverly plays, I think I just prefer Pat Bev. Um, n- none really stand out as amazing plays. I think the Mets are not going to be huge on any of those Clippers guys. Alassie Wanamaker was a guy that got a little bit of ownership last year, but only played nine Mets, so, so can't consider him. And that's really what I got for this slate, guys. So um, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's video. If you have been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, hit the notification bell. Um, also, I will be live streaming 30 minutes before lock on my YouTube channel, so be sure to check out the live stream, guys. I'll go over everything, uh, give you guys a team-by-team breakdown, uh, cash plays, GPP plays, and then answer any questions you guys have at the end. So thanks again for everyone uh, to come and check the video. hope you guys have a good night, and I will see you all uh, tomorrow in the live stream.